Go. Are you ready now? Okay. Yeah. Okay, right. I'm going to go now. Everybody be quiet. We're going. Shh. <laughs> I knew someone was going to do something. <laughs> it's unusual that it's me, though. I know. It is, isn't it? Mm. I'm Martin Bishop. I'm Lex Murphy. I'm Job. You have to do that again. <laughs> Somebody tell me why. You just, I can't call it the Australian. <laughs> Welcome to the 50th episode of Lethal Watching. I'm an impression of her. <laughs> did, did anybody actually hear anything? No. <laughs> no. no. Just go, oh, that's it. I'm recording it there. We're just going to the show now. That's it. Hold on. Hold on. Let me find out what her name is. <laughs> ben, it won't be as funny as what I think. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, it. No problem. We're in the show now. I'm already, I've, already pasted, I've already pasted in the title music. This is it. We're into the show. I just typed in Australian woman into Google, and as you can imagine, that didn't necessarily bring it, bring her up. <laughs> I bet it brought something up, though. Yes. No. Anyway, hello. 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 <laughs> that was enthusiastic, wasn't it? <laughs> this, is gonna be our worst. this can't be our 50th episode. Our legendary 50th episode is just resorted to That's rubbish. why we sound like that. It's 50 episodes. <laughs> But we got a guest. Woo! Yay! Yay! Who is it? Who Who is it? I I I forgot to ask how they wanted to be billed. That's a bit disappointing, isn't it? It's to do you and Verts. Hooray for Hooray. me! Hooray! I'm not sure. But can I refer to you by your real name? You can do. Yeah, it's Ben Thomas, aka the Do You and Verts, aka surprise of our theme tune. Yes, that's oh. true. Yeah. That is true. All yeah. music, in fact. All, yeah, all of our music. It's been, yes. You know, it's been, you know, you've been here every episode, effectively, then. Yes, I have. I've been with you in spirit. Yeah, because it's your voice on the end credits, and Jared's voice since Martin joined. <laughs> Good. Yeah, and yeah, you decided to come up with our 50th episode for us, so well done. Well done, you. Yes, well, I, I decided to come up with the 49th episode. But... <laughs> Yeah. Yes, Jared and Martin. No. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember sending a message around saying, are we all ready to record the podcast tonight? And it was like, what, tonight? Huh? What? Podcast? What? Hello? Who are you? <laughs> Why are you messaging me? What's going on? I didn't understand Podcast 49. It was like you talking by yourself <laughs> two hours or something. Yeah. I had to pull something out of my ass. To get a little bit there. niche. A little bit niche, that, I thought. Well, it was a, that's why it's called an experiment. It was. Uh, you was know, I supposed to? You're supposed to play it at the same time as the movie or something. You that, know, that's, like that's traditional for comedy. albums, like as you <laughs> watch something, <laughs> and it will sort of syn synchronise up. 
Someone's yeah. just going for a run or a drive. It <laughs> 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 wasn't just me. It was Ryan as well. My friend Ryan was in there as well. It was the two people who did that. I don't even know where we recorded it. It was years ago now. <sighs> but, I, you know, we talked about doing commentary tracks in the past, haven't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, got to yeah. put one out there too. It wasn't, really, it wasn't really a good idea. <laughs> Oh, thanks, thanks guys. So you're letting me take the burn for it, basically. Is that what it is? Uh, your name's attached to it. <laughs> you guys. Are oh, well, I, was hov- I was hovering over the download button, and I thought, <laughs> what I really want is two and a half hours of Phil talking to himself. <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna help me when I go out for a run. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, right, oh, well, you know, if you guys had turned up last week, you know, maybe we, we could have done something, you know. It's okay. We all need a break. <laughs> <laughs> but we just put on the break. break yeah. <laughs> Christ's sake. Yeah, I think we should have got to the 50th episode about three months ago. <laughs> Probably, anyway. Yeah. But never mind. But we're here now, and we've got uh, a special techno bollocks show, as written by yes, the human Verts. I, I found that we shouldn't really be calling it techno bollocks, because apparently that's a sort of sub-genre of music. <laughs> really? <laughs> Apparently. I don't know. I really? typed into Google and something came up, so it probably means try something. that right now. Oh, yeah. I'm not yeah. doing it. No, Dave's the drummer. Like someone looks at my computer or something? Urban Dictionary oh. Technobolics. Yeah. Audio. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, Dave the drummer comes up. Dave the drummer? Yeah, I will... Is it just, it's techno gibberish? Is that where we're going with them? Techno gibberish. Techno gibberish. There's nothing to stop us coining techno bollocks and taking the phrase back, like yeah. uh, the African American community. <laughs> and that word. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Oh, we went there. We went there, didn't we? We oh, went this, there. This show. This show. <laughs> Can't wait to edit this one. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, I already feel like I've let you down. We're only five minutes. <laughs> Never mind. Let's keep going. Yeah, yeah, let's get into it. It's lethal. Am I supposed to? Am I supposed to be leading this then? Seeing as it was sort of my idea. Yeah, that's it. Well, you said you had an agenda, so you know. <laughs> yeah, more generally, I've got an agenda. <laughs> the agenda is never to let Phil speak for two and a half hours ever again. <laughs> fine, fine, yeah, fine. You know what? Screw you guys. Well, shall I? Shall I tell you how this this idea sort of came came to me? It please, came please to do. a moment of inspiration. Yeah, well, I was I was watching um, Transformers, you know, the 2007 version. Um, I'm so sorry. And in, yeah, <laughs> in a, yeah, in amongst the racism, misogyny, sexism, <laughs> tel- terrible scripting, plot, acting, and all the rest of it. Um, yeah, so it, it sort of sprung out of sprung out of that. It seemed like a good uh, good topic to tackle. And I, I suppose I, I thinking about it, I sort of divided the concept of techno bollocks slash techno gibberish into sort of two sort of you know, high-level areas. You've got your sort of misappropriation of technical words, um, you know, like firewall or something like that. You know, so using technical concepts in, you know, in completely the wrong situations. And then I suppose you've got your other side to it, which is more like your utterly farcical technical flights of fancy, where, (laughs) I mean, you could probably absolve some of science fiction from it, but you're talking in, you know, current time or, you know, near future stuff where they're just... Completely unrealistic uses of technology, basically. Speaking out their ass. Yeah, speaking yeah. out their ass, basically. Thanks, Phil, for lowering that to. Welcome. <laughs> what... yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, for, for the person introducing the phrase technobolics, I've lowered it by saying ass, haven't I? 
No, I don't think so. Oh, fair enough. Right, all right. So, yeah, so I, I don't know. We were trying to um, codify the uh, categories of techno bollocks, you know, and, and then probably from that, a number of sort of movies would would spring to mind that sort of best exemplify some of the, you know, ridiculous uses of techno bollocks. So, so you've, got, you've got your five uh, flavors of techno bollocks. Yes, the five flavors of techno bollocks. <laughs> That's actually a decent band name. We should, we should probably <laughs> <laughs> Still not as good as still not as good as post traumatic stress penis. Post traumatic, yeah. Well, maybe that could be the first album from post traumatic. I, ha- I stress. had a band called the Rampant Robotic Ribbits. That's not right. a good name. The, the, I, I actually have a song. I'll 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 let you hear it someday. Great great <laughs> great story, Jerry. Why, did, great story. why didn't you send it to Phil and insert the song into the podcast? This, okay. This podcast rather, and we could insert it here. All you know, six and a half minutes of it. No, no it's, it's, it's only about three minutes. I, I veto okay. that. It's I only about that. three minutes, but it is, it is awesome, you know. No, okay. I, 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 hate, I hate to do it, but I'm going to call a veto on that, too, you know. Oh, I don't know. Jared's songs are good. Are they? They are. Do you not remember the ones he did on the old iPad a few years back? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, no, yeah. fair point, yeah. The yeah, Martin Kilbane cool. song and all that, yeah, I remember those, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, monkey balls. Monkey balls, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please, God, get us back onto track, somebody, please. <laughs> so, right, Ben, why don't you be in? What were you talking about, Ben? Well, should we, we, should we kick off with these uh, five hast- yeah. hastily constructed categories that we're now yes. going to be hanging an entire show off? <laughs> yes. yes. Category, category one, well, I mean... It sort of comes down. It was sort of coming from a film which probably has the most ridiculous, ridiculous technical conceit in it, and it was um, the sort of ridiculous use of computer viruses. Can I guess uh, what well, film you're talking about? Uh, well, yes, go for it. It, Phil. It's, it can only be one film, surely. It can only be Independence Day. Independence Day, indeed. Um, I, I mean, it, Independence Day, I guess it gets a bit of a pass, doesn't it? Because it, it's kind <laughs> of silly all the way through. Really? Uh, 
Uh, well, you don't, you don't think it's like a docudrama of what would actually happen mm-hmm. during a, an alien invasion? It, it's not. Yes, it's maybe not a you know gritty, the film. realistic, uh, <laughs> realistic film at the best of times. No, perhaps not. Um, I mean, it, it does suffer from yeah some ridiculous plotting. I don't know the first part of the aliens' plan, of course, where you start to realise that the film is going to play sort of fast and loose with technical stuff is the use of the Earth's own satellite network. Uh, to relay signals, isn't it? To coordinate the attack. Well, what's wrong because, with that? Yeah, well, are you suggesting that the aliens flew you know, millions of miles through space, got to Earth, and were like, oh shit, yeah. how do we communicate on the other side of the planet? Yeah, I know, and they have to use like the sky television satellites or something <laughs> to relay it around. But I mean, they're surrounding the planet anyway, so I quite why they're using the satellite network, I'm not entirely sure. But of course, Jeff, uh, Jeff, of course, um, Jeff, <laughs> does anyone know what his character's called? I, I don't know. I think like our personal friend Jeff Goldblum. Character. Yeah, well, of course. It, is he ever, does his care? characters ever have a name in films? Isn't he always just Jeff, Jeff Goldblum? Seth, Seth Brundle. Ah, oh, fair point. Sorry, I'll be quiet. Yes, that, that is true. That yeah. is true. Fair enough. You suck. But yeah, I guess. Well, I guess that uh, that allows the film uh, to get him to sort of, uh, you know, deconstruct the aliens' plan by revealing the gigantic digits on his laptop to the yes. <laughs> destruction <laughs> plan, which is, uh, I suppose, is. Yeah, it does sort of shift the plot along. It's no more ridiculous than anything else in it. But I suppose the, the coup de grace of utter ridiculousness is the fact that he puts together a, a virus overnight, I think it is, isn't it? Essentially, yeah. Essentially, yeah. While in Area 51, uh, he puts together a virus which he uploads to the alien mothership. And in fact, I, I kind of go blank after that. What does it do? <laughs> is it, take down the she- it takes down the shields. No, it takes down yeah, no, it, the shields it, go down because they fire a nuclear rocket into the middle no, of the... No, no, no. The virus takes the shields... Down and then they fire the nuclear rocket yeah. to blow it up as they go as they're leaving. Oh, the mothership, don't they? Exactly. Yeah. So it, to me, that seems like a good plan. It does. I mean, it all goes hazy apart from the British guy going, "Yeah, those jolly Americans have worked out how to shoot down the flying saucers." <laughs> That's the only bit I remember. <laughs> but, and then they, they all crash <laughs> or they get shot down or something like that. But yeah, it's just—it's a sort of breathtaking assumption of the, the sort of power of the power of the computer virus isn't it? it it's quite interesting it's not that interesting it's vaguely interesting but if you sort of look at films and how they've um approached technology you can see that it goes through sort of sort of phases through the through the decades so yeah you know fear of technology back in the 70s or 60s you've got like big wobbly robots haven't you with flashing <laughs> eyes walking around or you've got howl in 2001 or whatever you've got these sort of actual and Anthropomorphic, because that's right, but like humanoid shaped robot things w- waddling about. Whereas yeah. you've got, um, you know, as you go into the 80s, you've got the more sort of Packers style stuff, haven't you? The sort of the startings of the fear that computers are being connected together and you could start a nuclear war or something using computers. And then by the time right. you're reaching the end of the 90s, of course, everybody's starting to crap themselves about computer viruses. So, so Swordfish as well, that's sort of turn of the mm-hmm. millennium, isn't it? That's all based around viruses as well. So, yeah, yeah that's not a good film either, is it? Let's be honest. Well, you seem to, you said it's the best film ever made. No, 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 I did not say that. I didn't. Yeah, sneakers. <laughs> the, the the beginning of Swordfish is the beginning of the greatest film ever made. The rest of Swordfish is not the greatest film ever made, but whatever the greatest film ever made is, it has the beginning of Swordfish. <laughs> when was the last time you saw Swordfish? Because... Uh, last year or so, I think. I just watched really? the beginning because I thought, I thought the start, the the effects had 
you know, dated. You know, it's sort of the effect you'd see in a the kind of bullet time Tesco's commercial now. It's like this sort of that's a bit harsh. sort of is it two, a year or so after the Matrix? So it's you know, bullet time was cool then, wasn't it? Everybody loved bullet time back then. But Look, you know, the guy who directed doesn't... Swordfish also directed Season of the Witch. You know, no, that's not a good film. <laughs> that old gem. <laughs> oh, and Gone and in sixty seconds. California, which is okay. That's all right. Yeah, but Gone in sixty seconds is horrible. Gone in sixty seconds is pretty good. No, it's not. It is. It's a film all about rape. So you're saying rape is good? It's not a film about rape. Yeah, it is. No, but a car. Every car. Every every car in that film has a female name, and they keep talking about Please? taking them, how they like to steal it. It's all about rape. That's the subject of that film. Uh huh. You crazy? <laughs> That's fact. You watch it again. You're crazy. Every every car's got a female. I know name. the car is called Eleanor. Or... Yeah, all he wants to talk about is about how good it is to take it, you know, you know, to steal it and stuff. It's all yeah, about rape. The sheer, sheer fact that they got female names is because it, that's what, you know, cars are feminine. So if you're a man that exactly. owns a car, you it's call all, it feminine. It's all about rape. So it's, all it's, about rape. it's regardless it's all about rape. of whether. Watch it again. It's all about rape. I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna take argument. They're not, it's all about rape. They're not actually but having penetrative it's a sex with the cars. Well, they? off camera maybe. Who knows? But it's a remake. Yeah, and, it's and about rape. The, the, it it's the same. They're called the same thing in the. Okay, in well, the that other. film's all about rape as well, then. But but you don't you don't you don't steal a woman during rape, do you? It's not like you, you steal you walk steal up to her, probably. pick her up, you and take her. her somewhere else, or try and sell her on the black market. So yeah, I don't do think take it's it. more about <laughs> sex trafficking. <laughs> All right, yeah, it's yes. not sex trafficking then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you see, if anything, Gone in sixty seconds is about sex trafficking, and not about. If Gone in 60 Seconds was a film character, it would be the Albanians from Taken. Ooh! That's who it would be. Leave me from anyway. long, give him a neck chop. Anyway, we got distracted from Technobolics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With even more Technobolics. Maybe, maybe that's a subject for a future podcast. Films that Phil think are about rape, but they're yeah, really okay. not. <laughs> I'll make a list of you now. <laughs> I'll write that down. Films Phil argues about... for two and a half hours by himself. <laughs> I'd, I'd listen Artidly to that. veiled rape references. I'd, I'd listen to that. I'd listen to that. I, actually, I would listen to that. Do it. I will. The next ten consecutive podcasts. Pick a film for each one. Phil's rape cycle. Yes. This could be your legacy. This could anyway, be what you we... leave the planet when you're gone. Talking, to, talking about swordfish. Is that got a virus in it? Because I can't, I can't actually remember the rest of Swordfish at all. All I remember is the buzz. I don't think I've ever... I think I've every time I've seen Swordfish, I've turned off after the start bit. <laughs> I've forgotten. I, I need to see that again. It's, I know Halle Berry's boobs is in it. That's about it. No, it's right. Looking at Wikipedia, um, Hugh Jackman is paid $10 million to write a worm that steals a money from his, not a, not from a, a secret government slash flint. Yeah, there you go. There you That's go. right. Yeah. There's a there's a brilliant bit in it where he's wheeled in front of a a computer and yeah. told us write the worm and it's literally got more screens than any computer you've ever seen as if I remember that he's going to be more efficient if he has 255 <laughs> screens to look at look you'll be able to write your worm really quickly no it's all right I'll I'll just write it on the it's one got the one keyboard but you know yeah I remember that scene because it's like obviously they, they set up this amazing looking computer and put Hugh Jackman in front of it and they kind of realised that somebody sat there typing for several hours straight. Looks really boring. Yeah. So it's kind of like you know they're doing like padding shots and tracking shots into his face, and he's all like going, "Whoa, yeah, good code."
please confirm, confirm, confirm. Himself. That's some damn fine coding. It is. They put some rock and roll soundtrack on it as he just like types his hands into oblivion, trying to make this bit look cool. It's like, well, you can't do that because it's just typing at the keyboard. I love C. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's but then what... it, there's all sorts of films that struggle with that, isn't there? It's because ultimately, how do you make technology look cool? You either put an absolutely ridiculous Robo-Cop. user interface on it. Robocop. <laughs> yeah. Actually, in, interesting techno fact is when you when oh, you look on. at Robo, Robocop booting up, um, you can see that he's running on MS DOS, which seems a little. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for nineteen eighty nine, is supposed to be is he supposed to be set in the future Robocop? I don't know. It was nineteen eighty something. It's like, it's like uh, in the near future. So it's like in the near future in the eighties. Seems a bit of an oversight to make him run on <laughs> MS-DOS, but perhaps perhaps not. But yeah, yeah, you've always got that problem, haven't you? Is how do you make the act of coding seem cool? But then I suppose, I don't know, the social network as a film has a lot of people sitting around tapping on computers, but it's sort of... Yeah, it's, it's not all about that, though, is it? No, it's about... But it's it's a pack of lies, isn't it? But it's basically, <laughs> well, essentially, probably. yeah. But um, I suppose it, it surrounds it with other stuff. But yeah. I suppose you get a lot of filmmakers who panic at that point and think, if I'm going to focus on on somebody doing, you've got to you make them do something ridiculous, like really hammer the the keyboards. I mean, you saw that really? in the Matrix as well, didn't you? It's like they're trying to get agents out of the virtual world and they're sort of hammering on a keyboard, like mashing it with both <laughs> fists. You just think if you'd set up a couple of keyboard shortcuts, maybe, you know, maybe you'd be able to save more people from the, uh, from the enemy agents or whatever. But, well, that's another thing create... because they're always typing. Like they're always like typing incessantly for about five minutes. Yeah, because, you, think... I mean, using, using a mouse just isn't cool. Exactly. Most, when you're at a computer, you're sitting there, slack-jawed with drool hanging out, <laughs> flinching your right hand and clicking occasionally. Yeah. But that just doesn't make for good. There's never any progress, but they're always like, I think um, Torchwood did it, would do it as well, and Doctor Who. And they're jumping around a little bit, but like, they would just type. Like, oh, we'll bring up a map, and we'll we'll just type the whole thing out, essentially. It's just like, why are you typing so much? I don't get it. Stop typing. Use a map. That's true. Well, I mean, I suppose. Or a um, macro. Use a macro. Yeah, use a macro. But I mean, I suppose Minority Report was, was, um, was quite good because it, it sort of. I mean, they had a whole load of futurists work on it, didn't they? And they came up yeah. with the idea that if you're going to use a computer, it would be sort of like using a Kinect, only unlike the Kinect, it might actually work and not flay <laughs> the back <laughs> manically or whatever. And that, that was a good sort of good solution for it because I mean, it wasn't necessarily realistic, but it allowed Tom Cruise to, you know, fly his hands about and look yeah. dynamic. It looked good, didn't it? That's the thing. It kind yeah, of got everything off the keyboard and got it up into the, like, into the, around the character's kind of face and stuff. The same thing with yeah. Iron Man. You know, all his kind of weird... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. ...holographic yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. Even though I think the second film goes a bit too far with it. Yes, perhaps. He's got, like, he's got like that in his garage and it's like he picks something up and throws it into a basketball hoop miles away. It's like, really? That seems a bit crazy. 
But then that's good. That suffers from one of your other flavors of techno bollocks. You see that there? Yes. With the, the, the GUI madness. GUI. GUI, yeah, I believe, is the GUI. phrase there. GUI, chewy madness. Yes. <laughs> We're like. No computer looks like anything ever. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's all like that, isn't it? it even, I don't know, I was, I was thinking, was it Watchman or something? There's a bit where he's trying to enter the password on um, the mad Egyptian bloke's computer. And it's literally just like a password box that's like bigger than the moon on the screen. It's the most <laughs> ridiculously, it's like, it's like the film has to signpost that a password is being typed in a box. And it's just this huge password box. Uh, yeah, the most ridiculous use of it was probably in uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one I thought about. That is, oh my god, it's a Unix system. <laughs> I can do this. I know how to use a Unix system. Are, are you suggesting that the 3D Unix system is a little bit um, rubbish? Big? Yes. Pure it, rubbish. It is actually, the thing that they use is actually related to Unix in a very vague sense. I, I can't remember what it is, but... Um, yeah, that's it. It's like they use they obviously use Unix because it just to make it sound more sciencey. Yes. You, why not why not just use Windows? Three well, things they had to do, you know, they had um uh, Dennis Nedry there, didn't they? And obviously he's a coding genius. Uh-huh. Ah, ah, ah. You didn't say the magic word. Exactly, ah, exactly. Ah, ah. So he's Plus not gonna shit. use Windows. He uses like some sort of that's like another virus one, isn't it? Right, if they use Windows, we have to get permission from us. Otherwise, it's just advertising. True. Does Unix not belong to anybody? No. It's open source, isn't it? It can just it's be open used. Yeah. Like well, some some of the flavors of Unix. It has some similarities. Yeah, but uh, interestingly, well, interestingly, um, Terminator, the original Terminator uh, from 1984. Um, when he's when you see the sort of in head shots in you know when it goes red and there's the scrolling text on the left yeah it's apparently uh, it's assembly code from an apple II computer which um considering he's come from the future is a little bit um disturbing <laughs> and then terminator 3 um apparently when you see a lot of the scrolling text you see stuff that relates to um quicktime player and macos mm. 9 so again <laughs> so 
So basically, the t- Skynet is based on. Yeah, they're ba- they're basing Skynet on iPads. Basically, yeah, like Steve Jobs' consciousness got into a computer and then it became Skynet. That basically what you're saying. Yeah, well, basically, you could defeat Terminator if you showed him a mouse with two buttons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at <laughs> you! Yeah. Look at that, Mac humor. There we go. Mac humor. Yeah. <laughs> got to that point eventually. But we there was another sort of um, there was another one uh, based around the user interface um, in Goldeneye. Um, apparently, uh-huh. every computer you see in GoldenEye is based on OS2 Warp, oh, a sort goodness. of failed IBM operating system. Um, so, when was GoldenEye? GoldenEye came out in 96, 95, yeah. So, I suppose yeah. when it was being made, it would have been made before Windows 95 came out. OS2 it would have been in production Warp. around That's that kind a, of time, wouldn't it? It's yeah, shitty, yeah, yeah. Shitty Windows version, like knockoff, is it? Yeah, it's it's a similar sort of idea, yeah. It's Windows I remember 3. the adverts for it at the time. I remember actually one, yeah. being TV adverts for it, which was freaky as hell. I had an IBM OS computer thingy. <laughs> Thanks for that. It was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't even play some stupid game I got in a shop. Here we go. That is a great story, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> another cracking anecdote. I bought a computer and it wouldn't play a game that I bought in the shop. <laughs> Brilliant. I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take that bit. I'm gonna do some animated typography to that joke because that's such a good story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That deserves its own YouTube video. It does. It actually doesn't. It, it, well, I suppose if we if if we return the five categories of tech from the <laughs> desperately dragging the festering corpse of this podcast forward. <laughs> Yeah. I, we've covered we've covered two so far the ridiculous use of viruses i mean yeah. i don't know if we necessarily said enough about independence day but actually <laughs> writing a virus on an apple macintosh and uploading it to an alien mothership yeah, we're assuming running it's like it's just but like it's, okay but so... it's jeff goldblum you know the man invented <laughs> teleporters come on yeah i guess uh, and he invented um you know uh chaos theory as well according to jurassic park he did so, invent you know. it he did yes. it. He knew some stuff about it. Exactly. So you know, I know some stuff about chaos theory. I couldn't upload some virus to an alien computer system. Well, you're not Jeff Goldblum, are you? No, it's something exactly. I deal with every day. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> every time you look in the mirror, I'm <laughs> oh, still not Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> God damn it. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, right. So we'll let, we'll let's we'll cross off uh, one ridiculous use of viruses, swordfish, yeah. independent today. We'll cross off category four, which is the sort of gooey, chewy madness and sort of oversized fonts and animations. Oh, because you know, the other ones, like the other one you have to mention in gooey, chewy madness, it'll probably come up again in other things. And also number one, but again, we didn't mention it, hackers.
hackers. But, yeah. But they have the hacker hack off fight. Which is just literally big words. It's just like literally, it's gifs, gifs and JPEGs. Yes. Are you saying that it wasn't um, completely, you know, precise hacking in hackers? I'm saying that yes, hackers was shackers. Worked out. <laughs> no, I, I think it, it I, is. When did hackers come out? Ninety-five. Yeah, it's late as that. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's just they have this. It's like you imagine John D. Miller's having some sort of clip art fight with somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like I send you my picture of a man on a ladder. <laughs> nice. Just Google if you haven't, if you don't know what I'm talking about on that scene. YouTube that scene. Do you see what it's like? It's horrendous. I don't think I've seen that for so long. Oh, just do I've that. Forgotten just, what it's about. YouTube that scene. It, it is actually on UK Netflix, I think, as well. Oh, is it? I'll oh, fire no. it up. Yeah. Because to be fair, the the only good hackers film is Sneakers. <laughs> yes. Which gets everything right. Which gets everything right. And that's why it's dull as dishwater. It is not dull as dishwater. Because <laughs> that's obviously before there was like um, oh, what's it called? You know, like uh, the, the the web browser. So when they that, have Netscape the... Navigator. Yeah, well, not, well, because when they get when they access uh, some of the some of the sites like the um, the bank and stuff, they actually have to dial the phone number. They oh don't just God. put a web address in; they dial a number in the phone book to access, you know, the uh, air traffic control website and stuff. That's how hip and hackery sneakers is. Carl, you got your little black book. Yes. Give me the number for something impossible to access. Okay. What about this? Federal Reserve Transfer Node, Culpeper, of Virginia. Yeah, sure, good luck. 900 billion a day goes through there. That'll do. Punch it in. Okay. You won't get in. It's encrypted. See? Oh, that last contact. Shut down the Federal Reserve? Hmm. Hey, 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 don't wait, screw wait, around wait, with that thing. Carl, what else you got? I, I don't suppose I don't suppose it really anything compares to the hacking scene in Demolition Man, is it? <laughs> doesn't somebody hack into something by I can't remember what it is, doesn't it just click a button that says hack or something? <laughs> just to hack into a computer system. I, it, I are you talking about the bit with him on like the the phone uh, Wesley Snipes on that, the phone thing. Yeah, I, have a, I think so. I've got only got a vague again. He's just he's just randomly typing and hitting the yeah. key, mashing the keyboard. Yeah, but Still, that's because Wesley Snipes, though. So fair enough. Doctor Raymond Co uh, Cocteau programmed him with all these skills, so that's how he does it. Because he's actually okay. a genius. Fair how enough. he comes out, and it's Wesley Snipes. It is Wesley Snipes. So when Wesley Relax. Snipes come out of jail, I wonder if he'd still be cool. <laughs> is he still in jail? I thought he would escape by now. Surely no jail could hold Wesley Snipes. No, no jail could hold Steven Seagal. <laughs> Can you Where's imagine they? how tough jail must be for Wesley Snipes? Because he must hear a joke, a variant of that joke, <laughs> on the hour, every hour, every day. <laughs> Not escaped yet, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> Here again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's released next, uh, July 2013. 
He's still in prison, oh, yeah. I can't wait for this next movie. Well, he does have quite a lot of stuff lined up. He's been writing and shit in jail, so <laughs> all kinds of products. Wesley Snipes story. <laughs> yeah, Mein Kampf. <laughs> oh, always bet on black, yeah? Always bet on black. What about techno bollocks, though, Phil? Always bet on black. Yes, Phil. Always bet on black. What about techno bollocks? Always bet on black. Ben, what about techno bollocks? <laughs> Back to me, then, is it? Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is your podcast. Yes. I, I didn't really, I didn't think I'd be taking command to this. <laughs> you're doing this is how the good it works. stuff and we're doing the shit stuff that's how it works yeah, yeah. it's like you, the you bring, you bring is there the, anybody uh... on board who can fly the plane sort of thing because <laughs> phil is lying in the cockpit banging his head <laughs> <at> the <floor>. screaming <laughs> rape rape <laughs> watch the film again that's what i'm gonna say just watch it again yeah it's all about rape anyway anyway uh, category two <laughs> in our uh, five categories of techno bollocks. Well, three. Yeah, over... We've done two. <laughs> We've done two, have we? Yeah. Okay, not okay, num- uh, okay, three. All right, we're reordering then. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, people who listen to this can't actually see the list, can they? So they're not going to If there's anybody this. still listening to this, Phil. <laughs> Nobody now. does. Not Nobody now. does. Listen to Phil talk for two hours. We've done Absolutely. 50 episodes and no one listens. Yes? <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, yes. Okay, number two was overstating the abilities of satellite technology. But satellites can do anything. Well, this is this is the thing. This is what sort of you know, like in a Michael Bay movie, he sort of um, he, he looks at the American. He sort of um, glorifies the American military, doesn't he? He films like pornography. With every, yeah, he films like pornography. every plane takes off at sunset. Shiny lights and yes, and he, he presents this sort of beautiful sanitized version of the of military and that and that's sort of you could argue that's sort of you know dangerous for society isn't it because people <laughs> see war as a, a video game and all the rest of it don't want to get too well, he, serious he's just dangerous for society let's be honest yeah i mean he's he's an well, arse you but... see no <laughs> <laughs> uh, no more michael bay impressions ever again yes um yeah so yeah, what irritates me, I think, is when you this, take this technology. Podcast? Yeah, <laughs> Chill up, Jerry. Let the man talk. He's got he's got uh, categories to go through. Sorry, he's got what? an agenda. I have got an agenda. I had an agenda. <laughs> uh, Never mind. Let's soldier on. Eh? I feel like I've taken two bullets in the leg and <laughs> dragging a corpse through the trenches, but I'm going to make it home. I'm going to make it home. Right. Overstating the abilities home. of satellite technology. Shut your face, Phil, unless, you, you, unless you want to say something about <laughs> film-related car rate. Anyway, okay, so you've, you've got this sort of glorification of military, but you've also got this glorification of sort of the abilities of technical stuff. And I think, yeah. like, people's belief of what satellites are capable of They've got this sort of half-remembered memory from school about, oh, something, bit of something bad is good for you, vaccine, so homeopathy probably works. The problem with satellites is people sort of have seen Google Earth, so you do kind of assume that you can instantaneously get a high-resolution live satellite video feed of anywhere on the planet instantaneously. Um, And that's, you know, perfectly within the realms of within the sort of realms of possibility and all the rest of it. I mean, it, it's just it's just miles from the truth and really irritating. And then you've how got the you more know, sort though? of ridiculous... How, how do you know? Do you work in the military? 
Uh, well, no, but I mean, <laughs> well, look at this way. Even even Google Earth, which is a series of static photographs, has not managed to take a proper photograph of, of my house. Admittedly, I'm in the middle of the French countryside, <laughs> but it's a, I'm a pixelated blob taken from about 40,000. So if Bourne or something, or James Bond wants to hide from the Americans, he just pop, you know, pop into the French countryside because clearly it's, it's, it's a kind of static photograph. <laughs> well, isn't that um, Enemy of the State kind of touches on this? Because that's all about satellites yeah. and stuff, isn't it? It is, yeah, and I mean, but you see this, you see it in sort of James Bond films as well. It's just sort of like, and or like the annoying CSI things on the television, where you can feed a photograph into a computer, and then thirty-five seconds it spits out exactly where that photograph was taken. You know, it's just people's technology is capable of is just is just ridiculous. And then I suppose you go down. If you're talking about that, G.I. Joe's got to be the best one where they pull the image from the dead guy's head and figure out where it was shot on the on the, uh, <laughs> yeah, on the height of the shadow. My, yeah, it, my phone can tell me where a picture was taken. Yeah, but that's because it's geotagged the picture, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. As it, you can't geotag a paper photograph, can you? Or can you? With a microchip, you could. <laughs> <laughs> well, well argued, Jared. Well argued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but then you've got the sort of ridiculous satellite stuff like in um, what's the James Bond film where a satellite vaporizes a glacier and then he the world is not enough is it that's or, that one is, oh, is, is, is Die Another Day isn't it oh is it Die Another Day it's one sure. of the shit ones it's one of the, it's one of the latest shit ones isn't it poor I, old I Pierce Brosbond yeah. Die Another Day <laughs> It was done I, I do I do think people genuinely believe that you could stick a laser on a satellite and a few solar panels and you could vaporize people on the planet's surface, which is just it's it you know it's not you see the thing is you, you've got sort of believable science fiction like you know the bit in Blade Runner where they've got the photograph and they're zooming in on different bits of it and all the rest of it mm, that's, yeah. that's kind of good science fiction because you can actually get a light field camera these days which allow you to change like the point of focus after you've taken the yep. photograph and actually do oh, something pretty those. similar to Blade Runner but actually fitting a laser on a satellite that can destroy a glacier or this or any spy film where they go they go live to a satellite and I think it's in Transformers as well it's like there's a big scorpion ripping up the desert and then within 20 seconds they've got or we've got it's some images of it live sort of thing yeah I, I don't know it's just I think uh, of... what's the um, uh, is it Patriot Games? They have like a satellite feed of and um, they they do like an assassination on something, and there's like a like a live satellite feed of, of it happening, but it only lasts about two minutes because that's how long the satellites over the that part of the world. Enlarge Camp 18. Enlarging. Enlarge primary target. Enlarging. Is a kill. Targets have been neutralized.
Which is, which is fine, which is fine, yeah. I mean, if you yeah. had a geosynchronous orbit satellite over every single point on the planet with a HD camera capable of breaking through cloud and all the rest of it, um, then, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe this sort of thing might be possible in the, you know, if the sky's swarming full of predator drones and nano-sized, you know, but it's not, you know. But maybe it stuff is, that's presenting A lot of this stuff, I think, it sort of gives people a, an unrealistic expectation of what technology is actually capable of doing, I suppose. Yeah. You know, and then when when a war actually starts and, and America accidentally shoots 17 Tomahawk missiles into a hospital, everybody goes, well, <laughs> that's not how it's supposed to happen. You know, it's <laughs> like I thought we could hit things like we could drop a missile down a chimney from three and a half thousand miles away. It's, technology's not really, you know, we're not quite as good as uh, we think we are. That one. Well, because Sorry, like, that it's all running on DOS, isn't it? Well, yes. The, um, well, the tornado war. fighter jet. Tornado fighter jets, they still fly, and they have their operating system loaded in off tapes, like audio <laughs> Really? Tapes. Yeah, which is quite well, They read them off speed. Off, off speed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, having, to, like, having to, like, hold the plane sideways to get it to load and stuff. It's like, bugger. Pilot's like, hang on, hang on, I, 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 need to, I need to adjust the volume. I need to adjust the volume in midair. I need to adjust the volume. Yeah, I imagine waiting one hour and then realising it hasn't worked as well. I, <laughs> Wait, well, you kind of saw war. that on nine on nine eleven again. You like, like in Michael Bay terms, if something threatens the Earth, then we've got fighters in the air shooting stuff down within two minutes. But you know, it, it's just nothing. You know, humans and technology are significantly crapper than the sort of idealized version you see in the films. <laughs> but that's all you about know, films, though, isn't it? Time for that sort of thing. But that's films. Yeah, I mean, you, that... you kind of want the suspension of disbelief, but there, are, I think, there are points where it just kind of goes hopelessly beyond that, and you kind of, it's just no, that's not possible. I, th- I think it's lazy when it uses it as a sort of deus ex. Isn't there a lot of satellite technology nonsense in the like the Bourne films as well? Yeah, yes. And, and the Bourne, like, Bourne films wrap it up the, with uh, the Bourne like, films. The camera wobbles so yeah. much in the Bourne that I can't really cope with watching them that I can. The, the second you gave me bad motion sickness. I was so sick during those films. Yeah. I enjoyed them. I enjoyed it when Bourne was beating somebody up with a microphone. With a, when he was beating them up the what? <laughs> with a what? <laughs> with a rolled up magazine. Do you not remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, I yeah. do. But I don't know. I didn't know that he beat someone up with a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but now I'm going to have to leave... <laughs> Sounds like he's got the one assassin there. It's like somebody promised that I'd be coming out today to play for the Brazilian football team, and I, I've, I've come out, and it's it's not even Accrington Stanley. It's like the stadium's have, empty. Have you never listened to our podcast? Where's the professionalism here? <laughs> this episode is it. fifty, Phil, and you spent all Phil edits it in somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I edit in the, the professionalism somehow. I just I chop it all up. Yeah, I kill us out speaking over each other, and I make you know glorious stuff out of it. But this has to be the only podcast that willfully tries to shed as many listeners as possible. <laughs> we start off the episode before with nine and a half hours of Phil talking to himself. Then we talk about a car rape, and then Phil hammers his microphone with his fist for ten minutes. It's like, a, it's like Radiohead's ninth album or something. It's just it's, it's hard just going. Itself. I see Luther watching all of it as some kind of like art installation, personally. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we should, let's give this episode to the Tate then. <laughs> Played on a loop. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
We with a video of Phil just punching his microphone header <laughs> over and over and over again. I would prefer live action. <laughs> <laughs> we can send it over via the uh, via satellite technology. There you go. Absolutely live. Installing oh, Phil in the tin. <laughs> <laughs> Waving people to walk past. Hello. Good afternoon. It starts to project. Gone in sixty seconds on the wall. It will get really crossed. <laughs> Not suitable for children. It's all about rating. It's all about the subtext of that film is rape. Trust me. Uh -huh. It's there. It's there. Aren't people would like that? They probably would. <laughs> so what's this category then? Uh, yes. <laughs> category four. Yeah, the assumption that everything is connected to everything else. Um, Isn't it? Well, no, sort of, but I. <laughs> but is yeah. it though? There's all sorts of films where is it is it Die Hard Four where and also the core where you have. One, oh, you can't diss the core. That's I'm not going to diss the core because it is the best movie ever made. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> and the answer uh, Serenity as well. That's obviously science fiction. But they all have this concept of one single guy sitting in front of a computer screen who can connect to anything anywhere, you know. Can you the, get me the into the CCTV bit. system in, you know, Azerbaijan in this particular shop? Yes, no problem. Tippity tap tap. There we are. You know. <laughs> um, the worst I mean, bit is the guy is in uh, Die Hard Four where he steals the guy's phone and like is able to like hack into some sort of nuclear, yeah, yeah, computer place or something. I don't know. It's just kind of like, and he does it in about like two seconds. You're just kind of like, are you shitting me? <laughs> yeah. Isn't it like a Nokia phone running Symbian? <laughs> Yeah, it's so stunning. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like Symbian 2. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he gets into anything straight away. But, I mean, that, it, again, that's, I mean, it's quite far from reality, isn't it? I mean, like, we've got Gerard, who's a GP, are you not? And real-world integration projects like the NHS IT mm -hmm. project or whatever, which couldn't even connect hospitals together. They're all doing more or less the same thing. When you, you have because these films... Yeah, Everyone, I don't know. It's, it it doesn't work because it it doesn't work in films. It shouldn't work in films. It doesn't work now because there is not a universal operating system that you know. It's not like you can just magically make you know Max and you know Android do things together just because both they, you, you, you you make it. <laughs> you Jeff know? Goldblum, if if he worked on it, everything would be speaking to exactly. everything else. Jeff Absolutely. Should be in charge. He'd also Absolutely. be a giant fly man. Isn't the internet that kind of glue that's supposed to bind everything together because everything you just access everything through browsers? Yeah, well, it does. But I, I, don't, I don't know about Gloucester, but I frequently can't connect to shit all on my phone because there is no there is no data connection. It's it's not so it's not so much the can you actually physically? I mean, everything's connected to the internet. It's just the concept that you could instantly access any system anywhere and drag the information you need out of it sort of instantaneously. But you see on the, those annoying CSI shows where they sort of hack into a CCTV system and instantly find the movements of somebody on it and all the rest of it. It's just sort of implausible, really, and annoying. But uh, Maybe just me. Maybe it's just me. No, I find CSI annoying. Well, it is not. In fact, they've just cancelled CSI Miami, though. So that's one of the oh. third of them. Yeah, no, it's, it's strange. It's one of the most popular television shows in the world, but they are. Yeah. Yes, but okay. Well, let's let's leap on to the, the last category. Mm -hmm. um, 
yeah, which was the most sort of general one, which is technical words in the wrong places in the wrong context. And um, I guess this was this sort of came out of the uh, the Transformers movie, which was um, I just I don't know if you remember the bit with the Australian scientist who I did try and do a, an impression of earlier. Um, <laughs> too much hilarity. Uh, I I don't even I mean they misuse firewall all the time, which is quite irritating, but. I don't. I don't even understand what they're kind of getting at in Transformers because there's a bit where they're all looking at. A, is it a wave? It's like a wave file, <clears throat> which is somehow related to the Decepticons, and is somehow related to them hacking into the world's uh, computer systems. And then people start yelling, "Cut the hard lines and stuff cut like the, that." You, you gotta cut the hard lines, man. You gotta cut the hard lines. And he looks worried for a second, probably thinking, "I, I don't really know what that means." And then, uh, then he <laughs> like, tells somebody else, "Go and cut." which which is just like i don't know what that means would you go and cut the hard lines yeah uh, it's just so so bizarre and um technically illiterate uh the transformers movie that you, i think that sort of obscures even the plot because i i don't even know what he's what michael bay or whatever is trying to get at i assume they had people on it who are technical specialists or whatever the Australian scientist woman goes, that, that's them again. They're trying to hack into the system. And then there's a wave file playing. It's like, well, what, what are they? Are they a broadcasting a podcast? I don't, what are the Decepticons? What is the Decepticons tactics? I mean, you could argue something as piss poor as this episode of Lethal Watching perhaps could mm-hmm. compromise national security. But I don't know. It's very bizarre. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can't hear you now. Can you hear me now? Oh, I think it's my headset's burst. <laughs> Not funny. This is You're my thirtieth birthday. This is my thirtieth birthday present headset. This was. Um, is how, old what, how, how old are you now? Thirty-two. I love the I love the fact you've come prepared to the. You know, the one thing you're doing is recording a podcast. In terms of the equipment required, it's not like scaling Kilimanjaro, is it's, it? It's literally started, one working it, thing, which is a working headset, and that's it. it, it is, in my defence, it's only really just started doing this. Did Has it, it started bit... doing it since you repeatedly started hitting it? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> noticing a slight correlation there. Strangely, the two might be related. Anyway, right, if I hold my head in this position, I think we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> And this Lovely. image of Phil upside down <laughs> holding his head <laughs> trying to turn his head at 90 degrees there we go, okay, where were we? podcast, let's go <laughs> category 5 category <laughs> technical words in the yeah. wrong place and stuff, yeah? yeah where do we Where do we stand on that's probably uh, all the films well, it is. It's a, it's a summarising category that allows us yeah. to wrap up in a professional manner, <laughs> get, out, get out of here with our dignity largely intact, well, most of us. Anyway. Yeah, we lost that, that many episodes call, ago. They called the net the net. I don't know of anybody who calls the internet the net. Yeah, but this was the early 90s. Everybody called it the net back then. No. Sandra Bullock yeah, did. <laughs> yeah, everybody called that. Come on, directed by Irving Winkler. That's got to be a good film. See the fonts. <laughs> no, he directed. Yeah. <laughs> he directed uh, that other film. <laughs> nice one. I'm not going to waste my time looking at IDMB. Boyle's book of anecdotes, but enrich any best man speech. Oh, I he directed nothing. Walked into a shop to buy a game from computer, but it didn't work. 
and other he, exciting anecdotes. He produced all the Rocky films. So there's a man who knows about technology. Okay. Yes, <laughs> indeed. No, the net, the net, is it, how do they, in the net, when she's on the beach and she's like doing net things, how is she doing that? Uh, she's doing it through the net. <laughs> this is, this is like, as you said, yeah, like she's on the beach playing netball kind of thing. In the <laughs> 90s and she's on her computer hacking stuff on a beach in the 90s. That, that's not possible. I don't know. Did they have like radio, um, Weaves? radio stuff? Like an actual radio mean, antenna. You mean Wi-Fi? <laughs> no, not Wi-Fi. Like an actual, you know, radio thing or something. I can't remember. So, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> basically, it was just a basically it was just a statement saying, "Isn't the net rubbish?" Yes. Okay, well, moving the on. That was mid nineties, wasn't it? Yeah, pure ninety-five. Because the, the whole thing hinges around a floppy disk. It does indeed. A flop. Not even a USB stick. Not even a CD. Nope, floppy disk. Floppy, a one megabyte floppy disk. So, it wasn't even a zip disk. Wi Fi was invented four years before the net. So. I in your face, theory, Gerard. In, in theory. theory. <laughs> theory. Maybe it was, uh, yeah, maybe it wasn't so stupid. I can't actually remember ever having seen the net, to be honest. I did watch I've a film seen... with Sandra Bullock in the other night, like a romantic comedy. The Proposal, <laughs> it was. <laughs> Yeah, I finished Again, watching it, and I thought I quite enjoyed that, and then I felt so ashamed at myself. I went and well, bashed my head off a, a door for half an hour. The net, actually, the, the net is some, in the net, which is one of those other stupid things about how you were saying how everything is connected to everything. You know, they can completely, like, delete this woman's life yeah, just because... because everything's connected. Because everything's you know, on a computer and, these days. Everything's on a computer. And, and, you know, Die Hard 4 didn't even... They just do the same thing. The Die Hard 4 has a lot of similarities to the net. Yeah, but you know what You know what got there first? Sneakers. Cyber terrorists. C-Tech Astronomy. Too many secrets. Is there the cyber ben terrorists Kingsley. and sneakers? That's who Sir Ben Kingsley is. He's a cyber terrorist. The cyber terrorists. And he uh, uses the, uh, the computer thing to hack into any system the ultimate codebreaker. That's why I think uh, Sneakers is like the best uh, computer film. I think it's the most realistic. We haven't really talked much about The Lawnmower Man, which is just a, <laughs> a, what I like to define a clusterfuck. <laughs> I'm going back to VSI to complete the final stage of my evolution. I'm going to project myself into the mainframe computer. I'll become pure energy. Once I've entered the neural net, my birth cry will be the sound of every phone on this planet ringing in unison. Listen to what you say. The first sign of psychosis is a Christ complex. Cybercrime. Now, what is wrong with Lomo, ma'am? Well, virtual reality spinning in spinny disks. It, making a man smart using virtual reality, um, Pierce Brosnan's hair, um, <laughs> lots he's got of a beard in that there. as well. He's he's not got a beard. He's unshaven and unkempt. Yeah. Well, you could you could argue it is prescient, if that is the right word. I don't know. It it sort of preempts the fact that in a sense, technology has made quite a lot of stupid people 
intelligent. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you go to a pub now, everybody's got an iPhone, so you can Google, uh, you can Wikipedia anything, can't you? So it's not like you, can, you know, in in a sense, bad hair aside and terrible CGI, <laughs> it, it can be, you know, technology in terms of making you intelligent, right? It does sort of exist, you know. Yeah, yeah. Jared, what do you think of that? Well, it, yeah, if 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 you're looking at some sort of I, I, subtext that I don't believe the makers of the film were trying to put into the film, <laughs> and yes. Fair enough, yeah. Um, because I think what they were doing is, ooh, let's do CGI stuff and make it all weird looking. Well, I don't, there is a thing it says about poetry, isn't it? Is that the person might not have necessarily intended the sort of similes or metaphors or whatever, like Bob Dylan's lyrics, but the fact they may still exist even though the creator didn't mean it. So actually, Lawnmower Man may be a work of incredible depth and subtlety that was lost on everyone the first time round and maybe being reappraised today. Yeah, but it's not, though, is it? No, it's not. No, it's shit. No, it is shit, yeah. (laughs) Because it came out in 92, that was in, like, the golden virtual reality era. I mean, that was the time of... What's that The show that um, was on BBC Two with Craig Charles? yes. Cyberzone. Salute, Cybernauts. You have made it to the cyber zone. Pass through these gates with me, and together we will cross the reality data. Cyber zone. Martin's Liverpool accent. You sound like you're from Cornwall. Just like Craig Charles. But but again, if you look at Cyberzone and people like ridiculously running on the spot and flailing about and then roll <laughs> forward 20 years, people standing in front of the Kinect, it's like apart from a cocaine adult Craig, what's his face standing next to you, it's the same thing, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's a fair like, point, actually. Has anybody I mean, ever went onto one of those? Has anybody ever been in one of those big old school '90s virtual reality machines? Yeah, they used to have one I at Woolworths in Gloucester. Yeah, I was in one. It's rubbish. They are rubbish. Pure rubbish. But better than Connect. <laughs> That's kind of where they failed. But then I remember in um, the Double Dragon film, the kid had one in his bedroom as like his console. When when you think about it, it's a bit strange that virtual reality never went anywhere. Because you would have thought with another 10, 15 years, the gigantic heads, I mean, they surely should be able to shrink them down to sort of glasses size now. It's strange that nobody produces a virtual reality. I think it's it's the exact same thing as, as Connect. Who wants to, like, who wants to, who would want to play a game where you have to run on a spot? To make a, a guy move to do something. Yeah, and Craig Charles is, isn't even there, so what's the point? Well, there is that. Well, I don't know. Uh, one and a half million people bought Dance Central, and you have to flail about on the spot dancing. I don't know. Because you could do, if you had Connect and you just put it in glasses, you would just be doing the same thing. 
No, but clearly, clearly you'd want some sort of horrible murdering <laughs> style element to it, wouldn't you? You want to be shooting people in the face, like Gears of War or something, and that with blood splattering all over your virtual. Um, what was it? Um, what was it? Uh, Ghost Recon or one of the, those games did a connect thing where that's you can like stand as if Take you're holding a gun and and go. Yeah, you build a gun. Pew, pew. Yeah. yeah, I'm shooting you. Pew pew. But if, so, so in a sense, it has come full full circle. The stuff that at the time seemed cool and then was ridiculed in the late 90s, another 10, 12 years on, you know. I mean, if you showed somebody in the early 90s, somebody playing on a Wii, they'd probably think, yeah, that, that looks like, you know, the future. That I'm, I'm right behind that. But then <laughs> you look at somebody playing on a Wii today, mindlessly flailing back and playing Wii tennis, it looks quite sad, doesn't it? I don't know. <laughs> You've obviously never played Wii Tennis. No. <laughs> so in all these um, techno films, where does Tron sit in this? The Grid. A digital frontier. I tried to picture clusters of information as they moved through the computer. What did they look like? Ships, motorcycles. Were the circuits like freeways? I kept dreaming of a world I thought I'd never see. And then, one day, I got in. Yes. Tron, Tron, Tron from a tech, from a lingo point of view is is good, I think. Yeah, yeah I'd agree with that. I think it actually does a reasonable stab at visualizing technical well, like, concepts. I think I Tron think. Legacy does a good job as well because I, I was reading a good quick thing about the one of the people who worked on the special effects, and they were talking about how they used they tried to make their their the OSs and the hacking stuff as real as they possibly could. Like, you know, the user interface on the, um, the system that Young Flynn uses, the kind yeah. of big desk thing. Like, that's meant to be quite accurate to what uh, that system would look like. I mean, I don't know because I'm no computer expert, but, you know, it sounds good and looks good. Is it like Microsoft Surface? No, it's like an actual uh, Unix interface, and it's apparently all the code that's used on there is pretty, you know, You mean the faultless. big keyboard thing? Yeah, the, you know when he goes into the arcade and he finds his dad's old room and it's that big kind of desk thing? Yeah. In the in Tron Legacy, the new one. Yeah, well, it's a big capacitive touchscreen. Yeah. They had it in 1982, in the original Tron, remember? You had the big desk in Tron. Yeah, that's true. A... Oh, yeah. Remember we spoke to uh, yeah. the mouse control program through it? That's right. That's good. Yeah, yeah in your yeah. face. Yeah. In your yeah. face. So I, think, I think Tron's good. I think Tron's got, you know... It visualizes it well. I think it it holds itself together. It's kind of like at the at the heart of it, someone's kind of worried about making it look right. 
Yeah, I, I'd agree. I, 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 I think Tron would be on the good side, definitely. Yeah. Apart yeah. from the whole de-resing stuff and resing. Because that is bollocks, quite frankly. <laughs> Converting a man into an electrical current. Martin. Yeah. Says Martin, the Star Trek fan. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but at least that is fan. That is set in the future. That is pure flights of fantasy, and you can tell that through latest gadgets nowadays that they are trying to aim there. You know, you pick up an iPad, you can tell what. Well, maybe they'll up. aim for someone being able to digitize themselves yeah. into a computer. Because what's the difference between in being digitized into a computer and a teleporter? In the eighties. Yeah, but they could do it now. What? What? Te- what? Teleport- Science, teleportation. Mine. Science. <laughs> yeah, Tele- teleportation yeah. has been proved in a lab. Yes. Quantum teleportate. They've tra- teleported information, yeah, from one point to another, yes. Yeah. So, so okay, a bit so of a step to tell I am information. Jerry's information. <laughs> X-rated information. <laughs> Teleport me. Well, Please. somebody point actually the amount of information it would take to store a human brain, like I'm like a normal human More brain. More than the what uh, is, is not actually that gigantic. I, it's, oh. it's, I can't remember what it is, but it's something not, you know, that gigabyte. maybe seems like... Yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's like Johnny Mnemonic, you, it's like two gigabytes or something, but it's, I can't remember what it is, but it's not... Huge Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> I'm Johnny Mnemonic. But that, that's on the bad side of things, though, surely, isn't it? Johnny Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah, I'm cutting that out. Johnny Mnemonic is on the bad side of things, isn't it? It is. Definitely. So what? So are we saying Johnny Mnemonic the best? Is, Johnny Mnemonic is cyberpunk. Cyberpunk's always on the wrong side of things. Johnny is Mnemonic it? is cyberpunk, is it? Yes, Johnny Mnemonic is... would be like cyber would would be considered like cyberpunk. Like it would be. I'm just yeah, from a, like um, not, what do you call it? William Gibson book? Isn't that where it comes yeah, from? Yeah, Neuromancer. 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 Yeah. yeah, based on a short story by William Gibson. You cannot get any more cyber cyberpunky than that. Well, the story is cyberpunk. I don't know. The film is well. Uh, a long time since I watched they're, it. They're trying to do cyberpunk. The film's bollards. In the same way, barbed wire was. <laughs> <laughs> if you want a good cyberpunk story, you read Neuromancer. That's what you do, or read Snow Crash. Those are the two best ones. Yeah. There you go. Have that. For free. I've stunned you into silence with my review on cyberpunk stories. Yes. Is Blade Runner cyberpunk? Probably. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I think it no. It's uh, cyberpunk. Came from uh, Neuromancer was out in ninety five. Sorry, eighty five. So I'd say Blade Runner kind of precursed before. Yeah, precursed cyberpunk. But it would. You could retroactively apply that phrase to it. Sounds good to me. Cut this all by the way, Phil. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I, I don't. You can edit it yourself if you want to cut out in your face. Just put in put in music behind us. Why not just music the whole hour? <laughs> I'm glad you cut out things. That sounded insulting. <laughs> it wasn't. I said you should just put music in for the entire podcast. And just have a musical interlude. Fifty. And it's like the intermission, punch. isn't it? And go and get your ice cream. And punch your microphone. Yeah. Up. <laughs> we, yeah we, just, we, we, we'll just have we an hour a... and ten minutes of you punching your microphone over and over again. I like the art in the background. It's... 
We had future for the uh, podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> this feels like the end of the podcast right now. <laughs> yeah. I did want to. I wanted to mention one other film that I thought was extremely technically credible, which was Primer. I don't know if anybody's seen yeah. Primer. 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 Good. Yeah. Primer. Yeah. Sort of time travelly sort of thing. But this I mean. It goes beyond that into like realms of just like super genius that no one else can properly understand. Yeah, nobody understands Primer. If you say you understand Primer, you didn't understand it. But <laughs> I, as some of the dialogue at the start, because of course it's written by engineers, I think it's some of the most you know technically sound interact technical interactions between people you'll see in a film. It's certainly one of the ones that sprung into mind as you know extremely yeah. credible, technically so- credible. If we got Primer at the credible end of the spectrum, what's at the far other end? Is that like Superman Three? We didn't mention Superman Three, did we? It doesn't Superman Three have a satellite in it as well? It has, has a satellite. satellite. It has like a video game where they're like playing a video game while controlling rockets, <laughs> flying at Superman, which That's... you know was just literally budget cut. It's just like we just just do like a stupid video game thing, not actually show Superman punching rockets. Yeah. And there's Richard Pryor learning how to program a computer in about a week, is it? To steal money oh, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And creating um, kryptonite from printer paper code or and, something. I don't know. And the big, yeah, the big computer thing makes a cyborg woman. Yeah. yeah there's, a lot, there's a lot of bad stuff in Superman 3. <laughs> you're, you, are you not a Superman fan? Yes, yeah, fan yeah, 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 yeah. But I think Superman 3 is pretty damn rubbish. <laughs> it's Superman 3, isn't it? It's Superman 3. Yeah, you ain't, ain't going to get around Superman 3 apart from the awesome Superman versus Superman fight. Yeah. Yes. So uh, would that be the worst techno stuff in film? No, the worst techno stuff in film is got to be either Hackers or... Because Jurassic Park, apart from that, and the 3D Unix system and cloning, other than that, it's it's all right. But I'd say ooh, Independence Day or Hackers, maybe. Or Transformers, because that Australian woman's in it. <laughs> hackers. I'm going to say Hackers. Hackers. Because I think Hackers is just so terribly 90s about everything. They do wear a lot of neon in it, don't they? Because that's, you know... That's 90s right yeah. there. It's, it's the clipboard fight. I just can't get over the <laughs> clipboard fight. Can't move beyond that. No. That it's probably a low point in modern cinema. So, yes, you'd probably have to give it to that. <laughs> that, that was uh, a magical podcast. That was like going to a restaurant and ordering your what you think is going to be the greatest meal you've ever ordered, and it turns up and somebody basically punches you in the face. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me. I, I, you know, I don't want to be self-critical. But... Are you saying you've not had fun on the, the 50th episode of Lethal Watching? I've had a lot of fun. Um, yeah. There may not have been quite so much fun on the other side, the more sort of passive consumption of the media side. Still can edit out fun. It's okay. I, can, I, I edit the fun in. So it goes. I cut in some music. I do some fade out. If you're, you're going to edit out every single time you punched your microphone, then this is not going to come out. <laughs> I wasn't punching my microphone. I have a, a newly broken headset that I didn't know was broken before I started recording this. So, in all of your faces. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, but thank you for coming on and organising the podcast for us, Ben. That was brilliant. Yeah. What's what's your what 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 do you want to talk about uh, for the fifty first episode, Ben? Yeah, what are you doing next week? Well, why why don't you have an episode where we each pick a film and we explain at length what we think the subtle underlying subtext of that film is, while everybody else says, "No, that's wrong." Well, I'll do uh, call in sixty seconds and rape. <laughs> Seriously, the whole film is about rape. I'm going to do a video thing explaining this. Sex trafficking. Sex trafficking and all rape. I'm careful about doing that, Phil, if you're going to do a video of it. Hey, you know, tying this back in, you know, like the, um, there's rumours that MI6 and stuff sort of monitor internet traffic. If they're monitoring this Skype stream, the amount of times (laughs) you've said rape, Phil, (laughs) if there's not, like, you're not going to have, like, a morning raid. If there's not a satellite over your head right now. That's fine. I'll get get a life hacker game out of it. Go done. Infrared <laughs> tracking everyone's position. Thousands of police cars converging on Gloucester as we speak. Someone put on um, Kickstarter uh, um, a card game based around the idea of uh, anime girls and tentacle rape. Not only did it make its Kickstarter budget um, 20 days ahead of schedule, but it doubled its budget <laughs> amount. One donor, P. Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they were like about. Um, Four or five different options whereby you could, you could have your wife drawn into the game, and every single Ooh. one of them, every single one of them, sold out, and it was five hundred dollars a piece. Oh my god! What? Yeah, this reflects poorly in our society as a whole. I feel. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this should you see. This is where I think that there should be some kind of rules on Kickstarter against yeah. decency. <laughs> yeah, I mean they've all kind of like flagged it as that it should be taken down because it's it isn't right. <laughs> it's just not right. Jesus. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we're, we're ending the 50th episode on the theme of Tentacle Reap. That's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, bye, yeah. bye then. <clears throat> I like the way you were protesting there, Phil. When I was on Kickstarter looking for Tentacle Reap, I found <laughs> this thing and I researched it thoroughly and I donated to it. I really did feel that it was, it was you know, well out <laughs> no, of no, order. No, 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 no. I, I am hoping that it turns out. I you know. saw it come up on, the, on Twitter and I read a few blogs about, I read a blog about why it was bad. And I thought, oh, yeah, that is bad. Bad and Kickstarter. What, what blog were you reading to, to see that? Uh, I think it was www.kiddytentacorate.com, uh, I think it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, makes sense. Thank well, you for coming on the podcast, well, Ben. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, yes. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you lying to me. That's fine. I, That's certainly, nice. I certainly feel that I've learned a lot more about you, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Listen, I'm not obsessed with rape and stuff. So yeah, it's, 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 it's been fun. Good fun, you sure? I've got to go and put my geese in. Not a euphemism. <laughs> Not a euphemism. <laughs> you sure about that? It's been that kind of show. <laughs> it's been one of those days, hasn't it? <laughs> but where can we find you on the interwebs if you want to enjoy all your stuff? Actually, you're a famous guy, aren't you? Come on, you're famous. After this, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we dragged you down to our level finally. Yeah, five years of carefully building a brand. Oh. Disappears in a cloud of tentacles. <laughs> I I don't know where you, you can do find a song I, about your appearance on uh, Lethal Watching. I'm not sure I could do it justice. <laughs> <laughs> you can cut in like little samples of of us talking in the middle. Okay, I'll I'll put that on the uh, creative. <laughs> put that on the agenda. Uh, yeah, that's on the agenda. Yeah, I think he's lying to us again. I don't think he's telling you the truth, but hey.
I'm not lying. I had fun. And yeah. I think I'm going to come back next week. No, I <laughs> no I'm not. <laughs> you can come back on the 100th episode. Yeah, okay. Jesus, it's going to be another 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that up. one, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope everyone's enjoyed this final episode of Lethal Watching. <laughs> the next 50 episodes is Phil by himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? At least I'll bloody turn up. <laughs> oh blimey if you enjoyed this episode of Lethal Watching then do pop down to the Tate Modern where you can see Phil standing on a pedestal <laughs> soaking to himself in 60 seconds. <laughs> being escorted out by security yet again come on Mr. Dwarf we've had this conversation before get out people need to know about the gun in 60 seconds <laughs> they need to know oh yes they do then. Did you read? Did you read it somewhere? Or was that no? Uh, that, that, that is my own opinion. Like you formulated it. I formulated it yourself. myself. Yeah, it's oh. all about rape. That film, all about rape. Did you have something funny to like no. start these? No, things? I just you know I just I thought, that's what I read into it. That's you know from the uh, the way it's shot and the way the characters talk and their opinions and stuff. It's all about rape. And you didn't think at all at one point in the whole film that it was about. Stealing cars. Nah, that's just that. That's just um, a vehicle, if you pardon the pun, for the subtext of the film. Nice. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'll prove it to you. I'm going to make a video about why it's all about rape. Please don't. <laughs> not, entirely, not entirely sure it's something I actually want proved. How are you going to do? What does that entail? Well, you'll find out, won't you? I'll discuss. Oh, it. I don't really want to find out, actually. <laughs> and I'll be speaking to the French border police to stop you from. <laughs> Getting within 50 miles of my house. <laughs> That's fine. I'll just like throw some baguettes out of them. That'll distract them. Look at the impression of you standing over me with a gigantic <laughs> wooden tentacle saying, right, I'm going to prove it to you now real good. <laughs> but, no. You're all right. You're all right, Phil. I'm not going to sleep easy tonight. <laughs> oh, man. That would be so funny if I did that. <laughs> I just roll over in bed and you're standing at the window, gigantic tent. <laughs> Your face pale, dressed in black. I would actually that, get worried now, Ben. That, the, the, the games until Phil took it seriously. <laughs> the you can tell through. he's got the browser window open, haven't he? He's on P&O ferries at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> why no? Yeah, why no discount for a tentacle? Well, that in one hand and gone in 60 seconds in the other hand yeah. right we're going to watch this and I'm going to explain it to you right now <laughs> job done oh. bye then folks bye. Okay. bye 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 all don't have nightmares <laughs> <laughs> what nightmares about tentacle rape <laughs> about <Bye>. you <laughs> <laughs> Lethal Watching was brought to you by Phil Doyle and Gerard Boyle. I'm Martin Cobain. In association with abadeducation.com. <gasps>
Jerry's going to moan about missing MasterChef or something. No, because MasterChef isn't on. Either is The Apprentice. Foo, it's a Tuesday. Sorry, I don't watch live TV. Ooh, I, I, just, I just watch wrestling videos on American Netflix. It's, uh, That's all I do. There's a show on at 9 o'clock about horses with that guy who was in Men Behaving Badly. I'm there. Oh, and he is. <laughs> What's his name? Martin, Neil Mar- Martin Clunes. Clunes. Yeah. What does he all know about, about horses? horses? What does he know about horses? I don't know. He's got horses. Oh, fair Therefore, enough. he is an expert. <laughs> so he can talk from a position of authority about horses because he was a horse. Do you have horses, Certainly. Ben? Uh, no. Oh. Somebody I know at work uh, has a horse and they jumped off the horse when it got spooked and they blew their knee to 50 pieces. <coughs> they did what? Did, did, did the horse shoot them? No, they, they, <laughs> they landed on their leg and their right knee, their, their bone just below the knee, exploded into 50 pieces. That's a lot of pieces of bone, yeah. man. So they, they've nice. got like a metal frame all around their leg with 16 pins going through it holding it in place while it heals. Did the bone stay inside the leg? Yeah, the leg did it literally open. explode. This explosion within it was just like a sack, like a flesh sack full of bone shards. <laughs> yeah. Imagine having to go around in a field picking up bits of your own bone. That would be depressing, wouldn't it? I'm just gonna shove that back in. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for that, Doctor Graham, Doctor Jared. <laughs> your expert advice there. Just push the bones back into your flesh. Right. Um, who are we gonna be anyway? What's going on here?